Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Bob Varsha with Fox Sports wishing Jonathan Green a very happy birthday. Jonathan, have a great day and all the best in the year ahead to you and the whole gang at Speed City Broadcasting. Cheers, mate. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. Presented by Mosing Motor Cars. It's the fastest hour on the radio, Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. We just watched the Great American Race, Daytona 500, and we've got lots of good stuff to talk about. This is John Massengale sitting here with Les Kaiser. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a, that was a good race. Lap, last lap pass for uh, Austin Dillon to win in the three-car. It's the been a while three. since we saw, saw three-car off that line. Yeah, that's all. I, when, it, when it happened, I just took the NASCAR tweet and retweeted and said, number three wins. That's pretty awesome to see the, the number three and, car. And that concludes this year's coverage of <laughs> yeah. hey well, i want to talk about our guest tonight because we got some cool guests we got uh, we got mark wilkins he's been on the show before and he's going to be racing in an interesting series a tcr series and is going to be here in austin at the circuit of the americas uh with the pirelli world challenge which is part of that tcr series they've they've milled that into that so the, the touring car just Sport all over the world is changing and really turning some cool stuff. We'll have to get into that. And, and I'm having a hard time keeping up with all the changes, so it's, we're going to get that from, yeah, We're going to find out from Mark Wilkins what that's all about, and he's going to join us at about seven thirty, so about a half hour. And then before that, let's talk about our our new young guest that we're going to have here in just a few minutes. Hey, you know we've been tracking these up and comers, and uh, this one is awesome. Canadian Roman De Angelis is sixteen now, I believe. He has just been qualified as a platinum driver man I, I, that that's high ranking yeah at only a 16 year old he's got a couple of championships he's got a lot of wins last year he was on the podium every time he got behind the wheel yeah well so, uh yeah you're gonna get an opportunity to meet this kid and uh we're gonna watch him he's he's got a great rapid ascent into this racing yeah it's gonna be fun to watch this young kids like that and we're gonna talk a little formula one and a little bit of uh, MotoGP, too. So we're going to talk about both. And Jonathan Green is not with us this evening. He's going to, we might have him on the show later on. He's still down in New Zealand after finishing up the Toyota Racing Series down there. So we'll see if we can get some, te some technology, get him back on the show. And as you heard, it's his birthday. I think it's coming up in the next day or two. I heard from Uncle, Bob Bob. Yeah. Uncle Bob Varsha there at the beginning of the show. You know, uh, I'm just excited. I, I know we talked about it last week, but Steve Matchett, Bob Varsha back together again. We're going to make Formula E exciting yet. Thanks, Fox, <laughs> for getting in those two guys back together. <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> 
All right. Well, I think I want to start. We got about uh, a few minutes here before our first guest joins us. So I want to start with some Formula One stories because Haas F1 was the first team to reveal their car, their 18 car. How awesome was that? Oh, I love it. Jumping out in the season, you know, showing it. They've got the the new livery looks really good, I think. I just want to see them get get the exposure. Man, that car looked awesome, didn't it? It really did. And, you know, some of the things, the Jack and Jones branding across the rear spoiler, you know, is on Haas CNC. Their website's actually on the uh, on the dorsal nowadays or there. Yeah, take. I've seen that. Yeah. And so it's it's a good looking machine. Well, I was I was reading a story on Formula One dot com where they interviewed Gene Haas. Lots of good little tidbits in here. Um, and one of them is talking about how he, you know, we said all along, right, it's great to have an American Formula One team, but eighth place finish, yeah, we know how phenomenal that is to, to, to win it, finish eighth in, in your first two seasons and score po- more points in your second season than your first. That's great. But uh, eighth place, uh, Americans, as we've seen in the Olympics, you know, with some disappointing um, performances, not winning the gold and some of they did, Americans don't like to lose. And eighth place is not where we want to be. And so it's just... I like to see him talking about things like that this is not, you know, this is not okay that they're just going to settle for eighth place. And one thing he talked about is he talked about the drivers. And I'm going to read this quote from Gene Haas because it was, I thought it was interesting because he's, let me just read. He says, they have, uh, talking about the, both the drivers, they have just different driving styles. They're both very aggressive and both want to win. And you have to have that kind of killer mentality to score points. You just have to. When the opportunity is there, you have to go for it. That's hard to find in drivers. They are they're all that they're not all that way. They won't give an inch. These two won't give an inch to anybody. And when it comes down to it, you really have to want to win at least score points. And that's what we have in our two drivers. And you know, I was thinking about that as I read that. And you know, they'll both get a little aggressive and upset and on the radio and and they you have to. And and if they're not that way, I I don't want them as a driver. You know, because remember Magnuson, there was some controversy with him a few times last year sure and you know quite honestly you know they are on the same team they both want to do good if there's some you know some tempers flaring like that it's usually around some something constructive it's not like they're just being overly dramatic i mean they you know they have a clear definition they can clearly communicate what the issue is most of the time last year we heard all the problems with the brakes going on so it wasn't without reason that they're you know built up to frustrations, they certainly want to do good, and you know, inside the four walls, there needs to be some finger finger pointing, and let's get the brakes sorted. Absolutely, I mean, I mean, look, finger pointing, and and you know, people got to go if they're not doing their job. That's the kind. Of, I mean, that's at this level, that's that's got to happen. Here's another quote from Gene Haas. He said, "It's no secret we use Ferrari equipment, so we're using them as our baseline. We need to be within a half second." of the Ferraris in order for us to be competitive. We were not last year. I would say we were a second to a second and a half slower than the Ferraris, which puts them about uh, another, about two seconds off the pole qualifiers. So we need to knock a, a second off that is what he says, that they want to be competitive. And, and this is the way they they have to be talking. And I, I want even more, I want stronger talk than that. I want him to say that they need to be fighting for podiums. It's their third year, right? Let's Let's fight for podiums. It's time to inch up a few more steps, and I I think they need to be uh, closer to the podium, if not on it. I'll, I'll go with that. They've got to be closer to the podium on a regular basis. If they're not going to, if, if they're going to move up from eighth place, 
into seventh or sixth or whatever, they're going to have to get on or near the podium at least some point during the season, you know, and at least have, you know, the one thing they have done, they've been pretty consistent about, uh, I mean, considering they're a brand new team, I mean, I really expected them to have a lot more DNFs, uh, but they've been pretty consistent with being able to keep both cars, not every race, of course, but running. So that part's been pretty good, but they've just got to, I, I, I'm not, I'm already antsy about it and not liking the fact that they're not, and they're not scoring more points. That's true. That's true. I think Haas has their work cut out for them. They know what they've got to do. Uh, I'm hoping now that they've got an infusion of some sponsors, they'll be able to take it to the next level, get up to the fourth, fifth, sixth range in most of the races. Yeah. Gene says the same, essentially, further down the article says, we've eliminated a lot of the variables where we knew we were weak and we, and we knew where we needed to focus. We need to be able to go to the majority of the races and put the car down the track and be fast. So... I'm just hoping that this is um, that this focus is going to put some better numbers for on the board for for Haas. But so also this week, the Williams team showed their car. What you think? I like it. I like it better designed than uh, last time. I, I really do like it. It's uh, just generally better. I think it's just more exciting looking than I really expected. To be honest, I was kind of not expecting big things out of Williams. If I had to choose the Haas. Uh, and maybe I'm just, it's hard for me not to be biased, but I, I like the Haas car better. Uh, the reason I go with Martini is the history of Martini racing, and I see some really? of the okay. design in their graphics. That's cool. Uh, so what other Formula One st- – well, the big one, of course, is we got uh, testing in one week, February 26th in, at Barcelona. You bet. But before that? we got more reveals. Well, this that's is true. reveal week yeah. going all week. Uh, tomorrow's Red Bull, so uh, be ready for that. Check that out. It'll be a uh, That'll be an interesting one. We'll see how that turns out and what it looks like. Uh, I'm curious, you know, if it's just going to be a minor edit or, you know, to their design or if it's really going to be something good. I hope it's I hope it's something good. I don't have it in front of you. Do you know what all, what are the reveals next week? Uh, the re- reveals next week. So Monday... We're going to have Red Bull. Tuesday, Sauber and the Renault car. On the 22nd, Ferrari steps out. Mercedes on the 22nd, same day. Uh, McLaren and Toro Rosso will follow up after that. On the 23rd is McLaren, and on the 26th is Toro Rosso. Awesome. Well, I think we are going to go ahead and go to a break because we're going to have our next, our guest, our first guest up next after this break. And very excited because we're going to, we got Roman DeAngelis, young 16 year old up and comer. And we're going to have him. And then, of course, at 730, we got Mark Wilkins. So stick with us through this first break. You're listening to Speed City live in Austin, Texas, back after these messages. The Augusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only MB Augusta and Ducati factory authorized technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutali Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by MB Augusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning Triple F3, 675 and 800. 
or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 MV Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. To Caddy Austin and the home of MV Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. Mosing Motorcars is Texas's only authorized dealer for Superformance products. Superformance's Mark III is the only Cobra replica built under license from Carroll Shelby. There's no finer example of a Cobra around. Mosing and Superformance is your supplier for all the great race cars of history. The GT40, the Mark III Cobra, the Corvette Grand Sport, and the Shelby Cobra Daytona Coupe. Mosing Motorcars, 2420 West Breaker Lane. Online at mosingmotorcars.com. Superformance and Mosing Motorcars. Drive yourself happy. Dirtfish Rally School is the nation's most prestigious driving school, offering seven days a week, year-round driver education from 15-year-olds with no driving experience to amateur racers and professional drivers. Our professional instructors never judge a student based on who they are, where they're from, or their driving background. We'll keep you and your family safe on the road, or better, at the racetrack. Feel confident behind the wheel, no matter the situation, no matter what you've done or where you've done it or how well you've done it. We'll make you better. Listen to your favorite shows. Keep up with the latest breaking news and more anytime at Talk1370.com. Talk 1370, the right choice. This is David Hobbs, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to Speed City, presented by Mosing Motor Cars. All right, now, so this Bruno Mars song, I know I've heard this one. The first one, we went to break, I didn't recognize it. Yeah. I so guess I'm re- out of, outside the demographic. As yeah, usual. you are, but, you know, here, here's what you can do. You can now get more young audience members to come and just say, y'all want to go see Bruno Mars? Here, get your tickets here. There you go. And they'll... Eat up racing has, too. Has, has it been officially announced? I know the way the Bruno. If you're not familiar with what happened, Bruno Mars is going to be the musical guest uh, uh, at at Formula One. Is it sa- is it the Saturday night. night? Okay, so it's a Saturday night concert, and it got announced accidentally because Bruno Mars put it out on his website on his well, schedule. Yeah, and it went out to uh, Billboard magazine and kind of took the long way around to get back. But uh, Circuit of Americas did confirm yes, it's Bruno Mars. Yeah, (laughs) he puts on a phenomenal show. I will tell you that. um, From what I've understood, that I don't think it's actually officially announced as part of F one. But Coda on their Twitter account has obviously confirmed it by liking a bunch of posts. But I, I, when it happened, I did a quick search on Twitter for a Bruno Mars F one, and I I saw a tweet from one of our regular listeners, uh, Kiki. Is that her name? Um, And I noticed that she said. Hey, uh, hey, Cody, you need to get Bruno Mars for F1. And I realized the tweet was like a month or two ago. And so she had called it. She predicted it. And I thought that was pretty cool. One of our listeners, she's actually won some tickets from us before. Oh, she has. Yeah, anyway, yeah. that's what that's why we're playing Bruno Mars music tonight. Because not because Les and I really know anything about Bruno Mars music. Not at all. But, but mainly, <laughs> mainly because Bruno's going to be playing at the Circuit of the Americas during F1. But Les, we got our guest on the phone. Oh, uh, you bet. You bet. Folks, you're going to enjoy this. You know, we always try to latch on to the up-and-coming stars of motorsports. And, uh, you know, we've got a great one here. Roman DeAngelis has uh, started out. He has graduated. He's already a national champion. And he just became a platinum driver. Roman, welcome to Speed City. Thank you guys for having me. 
Hi, you bet. Yeah, thanks for coming on. So uh, Roman's Canadian, so he may have an accent, but it's not far from American. We'll we'll take him. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, really, Roman, give us a capsule of your history. Where did it start out? It can't be that long. He's only 16. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, my dad was always a huge motorsports enthusiast. Like, I've been on antenna. So, I mean, I was basically bound to at least try racing. So, um, yeah, I did some go-karting when I was about uh, seven or eight, just practicing, uh, doing laps. And uh, I think when I was 10, I still remember the day my dad just came up and asked if I wanted to try a race. And uh, I think a couple weeks later, went to Point Peely Karting Club, which is a track about an hour from my house. Um, and we ended up winning the race. And from there, basically, I just caught the bug, um, you know, as everyone kind of says, and went to the States, started doing some racing over there. Uh, did fairly well, won a couple of championships, and then did a Formula 1600 in Canada with a team called Brian Graham Racing, and then did pretty well in that. And, uh, yeah, graduated to Porsche Cup last year, had a pretty successful year. Missed out on the American Championship, which was kind of a bummer, but no, now uh, I'm with Kelly Moss Racing and Mark Motors Racing this year, so really looking forward to it. Uh, so, you know, Kelly Moss has a long history of racing wins, and so uh, that's a great partnership for you. Uh, Mark Motors is, is somebody fairly new, uh, at least in my book. Tell us about them. Yeah, so Mark Motors is actually the name of a Porsche dealership in Ottawa. So they have a Porsche, Audi, and I believe a Volkswagen dealership in Canada. So we're really good friends with their past driver, Marco Cerrone, who basically is really good friends with my dad. Uh, my dad does some regional racing as well. So, you know, they did some racing together and they put me in a car one weekend just to try as a fun race with Marco. And basically Marco told them that, you know, I have some talent. So I got in touch with Mark Motors and they put me in the car this year, but they're a family orientated business, really, really great people. Um, you know, they're, they're so passionate about the sport and, they just when you're in their environment, they just they just want to have a really good time. They enjoy it a lot, so it's a really really good environment to be in. Well, fantastic. Well, I know we have a mutual friend, uh, Price Cobb, and I were talking this week, and he's uh, got good things to say and and to watch. So, uh, so you've come up through those. Are you looking towards a single seater uh, type car? Are you looking at staying in uh, the sports cars? Honestly, I really enjoy sports cars. Um, I mean after being given so many opportunities to drive open wheel and also sports cars, like I, I enjoy sports car more. I think it's much more driver based. Like it's a lot of feel. Um, it's very competitive right now. It's a, where a lot of kids are going now. And, uh, no, I just really love the racing. I love everything about it. So I think this is where I want to stay. So this GT three cup that you're in now, I mean, I, I I apologize. I, I I did some research earlier, but now is this is this the same or related to the GT3 Cup that's in the IMSA series? Yeah, this is the exact same. So it's um, IMSA has the GT3 Cup Canada and GT3 Cup USA, and they're both the same cars. So, well, I know we know several drivers that have gone through that, and some really successful guys that have gone through that, and. And, uh, you know, we got the, the guy from here in Austin, Will Hardeman's doing that. And I know that that is an incredibly competitive series. And, of course, one of the badass race cars of all time, a GT3, Porsche GT3. And, and I know you got to be uh, just over the top to be doing this at such a young age. Yeah, um, it's it's an awesome experience. I love the car. Like you said, I mean, nothing sounds better than a 
GT3 Cup car also, right? So yeah. <laughs> that kind of adds to it. But no, it's, um, I mean, I've been given such great opportunities, especially this year with Kelly Moss Racing and uh, the folks at uh, Hospital of Alabama and Medical Properties Trust. So I'm really, really happy where we are this year and looking forward to get started again. I, I mean, you can test and do all that kind of stuff, but at the end of the day, like, we're race car drivers, so we want to race. So I'm looking forward to seeing uh, in a couple of weeks. Well, you know, one of the things I realize you haven't probably haven't put in a lot of time in the seat over the past month or so, but uh, our third wheel, Jonathan Green, is in New Zealand right now, and uh, he covers the Toyota Racing Series and all of the sport races around that. Jonathan, are you there with us, buddy? Oop, sounds like he may have dropped right there. But uh, I know one of the things is so many of the other the drivers from around the world, especially the younger drivers, venture down to New Zealand to compete in that series because they get a full 15 races in like five weeks' time. Have you considered a series like that off-season? I mean, for they don't really have something like that for what we're doing right now. For me to go over and do that kind of stuff would require me to drive an open new car. And there's such a big difference between the open wheel car and what I'm in right now that really it's not worth it for me to do it, just as it'll probably set me off track even more. But um, what we've been doing is a bunch of testing. So we'll go to uh, tracks like last week we headed to Barber Motorsports Park, and we're planning on doing some testing in Sebring. And uh, basically we just run laps and, you know, just build on the knowledge that Kelly Moss already has and uh, just, you know, learn from their past data and their engineers and, basically just bring that into the race weekend. There's not many series like that Toyota racing series around here. So, Yeah, good point. So what about, so talk about your schedule this year. So you're, you're going to be in, uh, it's Sebring first. Is that right? Is that correct? Yeah, it's uh, Sebring and then Barber. And after Barber, we uh, start getting real busy where the Canadian series kind of slides in. So I think we're going to have a total of 16 race weekends this year. Wow. Or uh, 14 race weekends, yeah, and it's it's all between. Uh, it gets really really busy in the summer months, that's for sure, because we can't really race in Canada, obviously at this this point or in the next couple months because of snow and how cold it is. So it's uh, it's going to be really busy, but I'm looking forward to it. Man, 16 races, that is a ton. You're going to get a ton of of racing under your belt again. You know, because I know different series, different you know different numbers of races, but. That is a that's great again for you being young. You get to get a lot of seat time, a lot of in in competition. That's really awesome. Yeah, that's that's honestly a huge bonus for us, and also a huge advantage. I mean, we're in the car much more than a lot of the guys in the other series, right? So when the Canadian guys say have a weekend off, um, I'm already doing an American race or vice versa, right? So yeah, it uh, it's definitely you know going to be beneficial. So. Well, so what about, you know, I know you, you touched on this, but what is the ultimate dream? What, you know, Winnie Lamar, what's, what's the ultimate dream for you? Yeah, I mean, I think for sports cars, like everyone's goal is uh, Lamar or 24 hours Daytona. So those are two races that I'd love to, you know, obviously win, but to be able to compete in them also would be pretty cool. Um, I think also a factory ride where I'm with Porsche factory or I'm with yeah um, a manufacturer would be really cool, but. You know, take it day by day and see where it ends up. Yeah, winning Lamar as a factory Porsche driver, I think that has got to be pretty high on the list for any sports car driver. That may that may be the ultimate right there. Hundred percent, yeah. <laughs> so, of all the tracks you talked about, 
Um, what do you look? For? Do you look forward to one more than the other? I mean, I know you got to be politically correct, and they're all cool. But I mean, everybody's got their favorite tracks. Yeah, uh, for sure. And I mean, the one thing that I love about the Canadian uh, Championship is that we run at some really cool events. So we run the Toronto Indy with IndyCar, which is downtown, right on the street. Oh yeah, the CN Tower, right, right in the background. We run the Montreal Grand Prix with F1, and we run a little street track called uh, the Grand Prix of Trois-Rivières, which is actually the longest-lasting street race in North America. So that's an awesome event. A oh, lot cool. of fans. So I look forward mostly to Trois-Rivières as well as uh, Virginia in uh, the American Series. That's my favorite track, uh, VIR, which is just an amazing course and amazing facility. So really, really excited for that one, too. Well, we've got a little racetrack here in Austin. You may have heard of it, Circuit of the Americas. Have you been here? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I haven't. No. One track that I, I want to check off a list, but we won't have the opportunity to this year. Uh, we got to fix that. We yeah. got to fix that. We know people. <laughs> well, uh, yeah, I wouldn't mind. <laughs> well, we're about out of time, but we got to ask you one. I love it. He, he's 16, so he maybe he has a cool answer. I don't know. It's one of our favorite questions to ask of race car drivers. What do you drive every day? I drive a GMC Sierra. <laughs> That's okay. the same answer that um, Alexander Rossi gave us in 2012. By the way, That's exactly before he before he drove for Caterman F1. Not, <laughs> What's that? It's not just a. Uh, it's not just stock. I, I've done some stuff to it, so it's definitely. Uh, I mean, as as much as you could do to a pickup, I've I've pretty much done. What year well, is well, it? Wait a minute. We we just added another minute. Tell us what you've done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I did a uh, a bit of a lift kit. I did tires, uh, air intake which adds like 11 horsepower and I didn't exhaust. So it's, it's definitely noisy, but I mean, it, it keeps me entertained, right? <laughs> That's great. Right. 33s, 35s. What'd you do for tires? There are, I didn't do much. I didn't change the size of the tire, but I added more bulky tires for, I mean, it's, it snows long Canada. So the stock ones weren't doing it. There you go. There you <laughs> All go. right. Well, Roman DeAngelis, we really appreciate you coming on the show. And hopefully that name will, uh, will, it's going to resonate. The, yeah, I can tell. resonate and come on the show a bunch more over the years. Roman, thanks a lot. And, uh, best of luck to you this season in those Porsches. Thank you guys for having us. Take care. Bye bye. Yeah, I, I love it that uh, he, at least he's modifying his his pickup truck that he's driving every day. Sure, <laughs> but uh, seriously, I, I was just hung when you know I heard about this sixteen year old platinum driver. I know that's pretty amazing. The guy's obviously uh, going to be very. He's going to have a heck of a career doing this while so young. So, all right, we're going to take a break. But when we come back, we're very excited because we got Mark Wilkins coming back on Speed City. and he's Another gonna, Canadian. Another Canadian. <laughs> and uh, he's going to tell us what's going on this year and very excited to have him back. So you listen to Speed City live in Austin back after these messages. racetrack it's where legends are born where only the finest machines earn their reputation for innovation and dominance such are the nameplates you'll find at aston martin of austin lotus of austin bentley austin and rolls-royce motorcars austin exotic iconic automobiles whose racing heritage turns everyday driving into an inspiring journey because you're never just along for the ride highway 183 north of mcneil road 
Dirtfish Rally School is the nation's most prestigious driving school, offering seven days a week, year-round driver education for 15-year-olds with no driving experience to amateur racers and professional drivers. Our professional instructors never judge a student based on who they are, where they're from, or their driving background. We'll keep you and your family safe on the road, or better, at the racetrack. Feel confident behind the wheel, don't matter the situation, no matter what you've done, or where you've done it, or how well you've done it. We'll make you better. Hi, this is Jeff Gordon, and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to Speed City, presented by Mosing Motor Cars. All right, so this is uh, this is when it's really good that we're on radio because there's two 50-year-old guys in here dancing to Bruno Mars. Go ahead and say it, white guys <laughs> with no rhythm. Uh, yeah, Bruno Mars, yes. It's, it's not on my playlist, not, the, not on purpose. It's just, it just hasn't hit my radar. So, um, My wife went and saw him and said he was phenomenal, and I know she was really excited when I told her that's who's coming for Formula One. Well, when I texted my 13-year-old daughter, she was like, yes, 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 multiple texts. Like, and do you have tickets yet? And I was like, no, <laughs> I do not have tickets yet. All right, okay, well, we're Paige, gonna, we'll get you there. We're going to move on to our next guest. I'm really excited. We had Mark Wilkins on last year before the Pirelli World Challenge because the Pirelli World Challenge is coming here to Austin March 24th, 25th. And Mr. Mark Wilkins will be racing in that series in a new ride that he just got announced a couple weeks ago. Mark, welcome back to Speed City, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me, guys. Oh, it was awesome. I, I actually got to listen to last year's show when you came on just to just to prep a little bit. And we had a good time, and I was excited to have you back on. Oh, yeah, it's great to be back. And where does the time go? Yeah, I know. It's a year, man. It's hard to believe. <laughs> crazy. <laughs> well, hey, Pirelli World Challenge coming back to Austin, and we're always obviously very excited to have that back here. But but you've got a new ride. Why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I know, can't wait to kick it off at uh, Circuit America's you know, in a few short weeks here, um, I'll be driving the new uh, Hyundai i30N TCR in the new TCR class um, of the Pirelli World Challenge. And these are really neat cars in a, in a new formula uh, that's uh, really just coming into fruition uh, stateside. So, uh, you know, these are front-drive cars, uh, cars with about 350 horsepower, uh, you know, 16 sequential gearbox paddle shifters. I mean, it's going to be really close competitive racing and sort of a, a really neat standardized model uh, across the board that, you know, worldwide. So it's new, it's neat. The cars look really awesome. Um, the uh, the i30N, you know, won its first ever race in October of last year in Europe um, and really sort of showcased right away the capability of the car. So I'm really excited to get in and uh, start testing it here shortly. Yeah, I have, uh, I saw the car. It does look cool. And I was, Jonathan Green and I were talking a little bit about this the TCR series in general and how how it's all over the world now and in fact if you go to tcr-series.com you'll see what I'm talking about because they've got they've got the national series regional and international but in the national series they've got a whole bunch of countries on there including China, Germany, Italy, Portugal, Russia, Scandinavia, Thailand and and then of course the Pirelli World Challenge and so it's it's kind of uh uh, conglomerating and and uh, and bringing a couple of series together, and you know it feels like feels like sports cars across the board are getting a lot more popular. But uh, tell us a little bit about about how those series have have come together like this. 
Yeah, you know, I think uh, it, it's just trying to standardize and, and have a have a, a common set of rules across the board. And, and what that does is it allows the manufacturers to build cars to a certain specification and, and uh, you know, keeps the cost in, in line and, and sort of just allows for uh, that consistency um, where, you know, all the manufacturers just know what they're getting into. Uh, they know what the market is. Um, and, you know, I think uh, at, at, a, at a, a more reasonable price point, um, you know, it gives them the opportunity to sell to customers and get guys out in these cars and racing and in a really competitive platform. So uh, it's, it's really exciting in, in sort of um, uh, consistency worldwide and, and, you know, getting these manufacturers like Hyundai in, involved in competing against uh, all the other manufacturers, obviously, um, with, uh, with a really, uh, you know, competitive, fantastic-looking package. Um, you know, at a price point that uh, that people can go out and, and have some fun, and uh, you know, and it's going to be as close and competitive as uh, as any of the other classes. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a neat model, and I think uh, what you'll see in Pirelli will challenge this year. And as the as the you know time moves forward here, there's going to be a lot of people coming to this class, and it's going to be uh, it's going to be a new, really strong staple. I I think. Well, not only you get a cool car from Hyundai, but. Uh, the the partnership with Brian Herta, man, that is uh, that that made you know got to make you sit up straight in your chair, going, these guys are are probably going to be competitive right out of the box. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's really a, a fantastic you know dream opportunity um, to work with professionals, um, you know, at Brian Herta Autosport. I mean, it it is as pro as it gets. Um, you know, the car is as pro as it gets. It is it, you know as I mentioned earlier, I mean, to win its first race. Uh, is really a, a feat, um, you know. So we're expecting that uh, we'll, we'll roll it off and, and get get a little bit of testing in, and then get to uh, Dakota. And uh, I think it's going to be quite strong right out of the gate. So we've got tons of experience. Uh, you know, I've got some front wheel drive experience as well uh, that I think is going to come uh, in really handy uh, with this program. And um, you know, it's it's just a, a group of people that I think are going to have a great synergy this year. And, and in motorsport, that's so important. It's all about the team. You know, about uh, my co-driver, uh, Michael Lewis, um, you know, a great guy, you know, uh, super professional. And uh, I think we're going to have a great year working together to achieve some great results and, and really showcase the, the uh, I-30N uh, stateside. So it's exciting. It's, uh, it's going to be a great opportunity, and I'm looking forward to kicking it off here. Well, what other cars are going to be? I mean, obviously, you, you're racing for Hyundai, but I, I think everybody wants to know what all you're going to be racing against. So what other cars are we going to see out there in the field in the TCR? Yeah, you're going to see sort of the the Audis, uh, the RS3s, the Volkswagen, uh, the Golf. Um, I think Alfa Romeo's got a car as well. Um, you know, but that's just a few of them. But uh, yeah, there's there's more and more kind of jumping into that frame. I think we'll see that uh, continue to grow um, as uh, as we move forward into the uh, into the coming seasons as well. Well, obviously, Pirelli World Challenge. There's lots of cars on the track uh, that weekend, and that's always. Uh, the the big thing at Coda for the Pirelli World Challenge, in my mind, the biggest thing about it is just that it's such an open environment where you can get down there and and meet the drivers, see the cars up close, meet the teams, talk to engineers, talk if you want to talk horsepower, great. If you want to talk to the drivers and talk driving strategy, I mean, the, that's what the Pirelli World Challenge. When I when I say that, that's what pops in my head is is how fans can get right down there and and be right with the teams. Absolutely. No, we, we absolutely, you know, we'll, we'll welcome everybody to come and check out the cars. Um, you know, we've got uh, the model so fun for the fans. And I think that's, 
that's uh, you know one thing that's just really fantastic about the Pirelli World Challenge. I mean, our autograph sessions are always huge. They're very well attended. You can get right up to us, and, and we look forward to chatting with everybody and, and you know sharing the excitement that we have for the series and the product. And uh, you know, 40-minute races, uh, two of them a weekend. Stand, one is one of them is a standing start. So you know, there's really a ton of excitement and, and you know a lot of different things for the fans to do. Um, and, and it's really up close and personal, like you said. So, um, you know, I, the fans are always fantastic uh, at Circuit of the Americas, and uh, probably World Challenge puts on a great show, and, uh, and we're going to be in a great uh, product with the I-30N to, to showcase. So it should be, uh, should be a fantastic, uh, fantastic weekend. You know, Mark, I, I got to admit, it hadn't been too many years ago that John and I here would laugh if you talked about Hyundai being a performance car. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> putting anything out. But uh, this new one, this i30N, is a, is a serious car. Well, and, I mean, like, and like that uh, Stinger I drove the other day, the Kia Stinger. I know it's Hyundai and Kia, but it's a Stinger. That was a that car was crazy fast. Well, I wanted to share some of the information around the i30. So from the factory floor, 246 horsepower, 260 torque, 0 to 60 and 6.4. This is a little hot hatch, 2 liter. It's uh, That's respect, very respectable. Sure. Uh, I, you know, I... I wouldn't make the same statement about Hyundai this year that we made a few years ago. No, absolutely. I mean, it's uh, it's a great product, and, and the end brand is, is a, a new brand, a relatively new brand uh, for them, and, and that's their performance division. That's uh, I think there's going to be a lot of exciting product uh, that will come down the pipeline from them. The i30N obviously has been extremely well-received, um, and it's uh, sort of, uh, best known for its handling characteristics, which is which is fantastic, and that's the road car. And then we go to the uh, the PCR spec car, and obviously we drop that weight down a little bit, and uh, and in, in full race trim, you know, 350 horsepower, uh, you know, the same two liter turbocharged engine. So no, this it's a it's a hot hatch. There's no question about that, and uh, you know, I think the race car is uh, is going to really showcase um, you know the type of quality of product um, and performance that. Uh, you know, Hyundai's uh, end brand is uh, bringing to the table. So that's very exciting. Well, not only that, Hyundai dominating in uh, World Rally t- as well. So I think those days are long gone, Les. I think... Uh, the, <laughs> We're going to have to find somebody else to pick on. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> hey, I got, you know, um, we were, when Jonathan and I were talking earlier, we were talking about like ev- like events, the TCR since all over the world. What about it? Would you ever want to try an international event like uh, like Macau or something like that? Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you know, I would. I'd like to, uh, you know, pilot uh, one of those cars around uh, worldwide. I mean, it, it would be neat if there was a little bit of of that cross uh, to uh, some of the different markets. And, and who knows? You know, I think that maybe that's uh, some potential in the future. But uh, for right now, you know, TCR is new in uh, in, in the states and uh, with the Pro World Challenge. And uh, you know, I think it has just tremendous growth opportunity and potential. And uh, uh, it's going to be a good car count uh, right out of the gate here this year, and it's going to—it's uh, I think it's going to surprise some people, and and that growth is just going to be uh, quite uh, rapid, I believe, and and that'll be close racing and, and just the type of nature of the car, and and you know, just generally speaking, the manufacturers are diving in, so uh, there'll be plenty of great product to uh, uh, to have out on track. So uh, I think I think the is going to be. Uh, going to be a, the car to beat right out of the gate, but um, you know, you haven't uh, fully build into uh, all our testing and obviously before the first race uh, we need to uh, get some miles under our belt and take what uh, what they've learned early in the program with lots of 
success and, uh, and translate into uh, results here. Well, I know this announcement was just like 10 days ago or something. Have, have you had a chance to, to get any seat time in the car yet? Not yet, no, but uh, it's coming up very quickly here. So, um, you know, there's some exciting stuff uh, coming up uh, in the coming weeks, and then obviously we'll be sort of straight down to uh, uh, Dakota and, and right into racing it. So we have quite a bit to learn, but as I said, the, the talent and, and people that we have that are part of this Brian Hurd Autosport program are, are, you know, as top tier as it gets. So, um, you know, we're, we're collectively... Uh, get it sorted out, and I think we'll have a great product on track uh, right away when we show up for practice um, in a few weeks. All right. Well, no doubt it's going to be uh, it's going to be fun to see something new out at Circuit of the Americas and the Pearly World Challenge, too. But do you know, I know that there was, uh, there in the TCR series, they, they, when Jonathan and I were talking earlier today about it, about how they, they've got the national series and then the regional international, do they, do they come together kind of like a playoff system and then uh, and then for the, for a, like a global championship of some sort. Um, as far as I know, uh, n- not right uh, yet. But uh, to be honest, I'm not 100 percent certain on on all of the platforms. So um, you know, if uh, if not, I'm sure that's something that uh, would uh, have some potential down uh, down the road. Well, I don't blame you for not knowing. You just got this announcement ten days ago. But not only that, <laughs> not, not only that, I'm looking on their website uh, and there's so much content there just to go through and try to figure out uh put it all together but again i, I just i'm excited that we're seeing i mean just on the the, the uh the home page or they're talking about the the volkswagen the gtis and the audis and of course the hyundais so it's uh, a ton of cool sports cars yeah absolutely i'm i'm just liking again another new car coming on into the series and I'll, I just want to keep see this keep perpetuating, and I want to see some of the cool hot hatches from you know Europe that we don't get over here in the U.S. I want to see those here, and maybe we'll draw enough attention to get those to start coming to our market as well. Absolutely, no. The more cars, the merrier, and there's just such great product out there, and and uh, you know it's the racing is that that proving ground, right? It, it just really showcases all that development and the hard work uh, behind the scenes, and um, you know you just uh, yeah, yeah, I mean a lot of professional players there, and uh, you know, in the end, it's, uh, it's it's just putting it all together and, and uh, you know, nailing that setup. But there's not a lot we can change, you know, in regards to that, too. It's, uh, it's pretty spec. So, you know, we can do some tweaking and, and fine-tuning and, and, you know, driver style, and that will be very important. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how it shakes out. I'm excited to kind of get my, my first laps in and then uh, be, be right into uh, the heavy-duty uh, in a few weeks. And I think... Um, I think it's going to be really exciting. I really do. I think the race is going to be incredibly competitive and close, and uh, and there's just such great product out there that that's uh, going to require uh, perfect execution, uh, as they say. And uh, I'm excited about that. So, what about the format here? I think they said they're going to be there. Uh, each of the weekends are doubleheader weekends. And by the way, I got the date wrong. It's the 23rd, 24th, and 25th. It's three days here at Circuit of the Americas. But but what about the uh, the, the double header is that how they are they're going to be and, and they're like 40 minute races is that how it works that's right yeah so with every there'll be six weekends uh and there'll be two there'll be all double headers um and they're about 40 minutes um and the first race will uh, probably be uh, i think I believe it's our rolling start and the second race will be a standing start so um yeah uh. there's quite a bit of uh, yeah quite a bit uh, of, of different things going on on the on a given weekend but uh, for this year it'll be six events uh, which I think is a great start, and then uh, I wouldn't be surprised if we saw more of those as we move forward as well in the coming season. Oh, excellent. excellent. I like the fact they're going to do standing start 
and, and do both ways to start the race just to break it up a little bit. I like that. Yeah, absolutely. It, it just makes it fun for the fans. It's fun for the driver. <laughs> it's, uh, yeah. It's, it's that, I remember sitting on the line there a few years ago, and, and you know, that, that anticipation at the light is, uh, is awesome. And, um, you know, I'm excited to have that back again uh, with, uh, with this PCR class. So, uh, no, it's going uh, to be a lot of fun. Well, so let's talk about Circuit of the Americas a little bit. You're coming here in March, like we just said, but, um, you know, as you go to every track, everybody's, everybody's, you know, the team to set up and talk about the upcoming race. So this is the first one on your calendar. What do you think of when you think of Circuit of the Americas from a race driver standpoint? You know, it's just, uh, it, it's just such a technical track. I think it's uh, a track that's going to reward, uh, you know, really uh, well handling cars. So, I mean, that the first sector, um, you know, is, is all about balance and, and carrying that speed and confidence. Um, you know, it, it's a fun racetrack. Uh, it's, uh, it's a bit forgiving because there's lots of runoff area uh, to work with, but uh, they're pretty stringent on, the, on our boundaries and where we can play. So, um, you know, it's a blast. It really has everything. It, it's super technical, you know, long straightaway, um, you know, and, and, and uh, you know, just every kind of complex you can imagine. So it's, uh, it'll be fun. I've, I've, I've had the chance to drive in both wet and the dry. Um, I think I prefer it in the dry, but it's a lot of fun in the wet. So, um, you know, it's, it's a great circuit and, uh, and a great way to start off uh, a new championship. When do you guys, so if you're coming in, it's, I think it's a, uh... I think that's a Thursday or no, that's a, uh, yeah, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, or is it a Friday, Saturday, Sunday? I had to get a look at the calendar, but, but what do you guys, when do you get here on a race weekend like that? Uh, we'll probably be in there on Wednesday. Uh, you know, if, but sometimes we have a bit of a, a promoter test, um, where we can get a chance to, uh, get a few extra, uh, sessions in there before the official weekend kicks off. And, uh, you know, we obviously want to take advantage of all the track time, uh, we can get leading up to the race and with it being a new program, um, you know, we'll, we'll still be learning a fair bit. So, um, yeah, I think we'll probably roll in there on the Wednesday and uh, we'll get set up right away and, and get right down to business stuff on Thursday. Yeah, I've learned that's what most of the teams say, even though I see they eat a lot of barbecue and Tex-Mex around here. But, uh, <laughs> Sounds good. <laughs> but uh, that is, so this will be your first time in this car, certainly here at Coda. Uh, what are the things with that car that, it, to me, I always question the little hatch cars of, that giant long straightaway. <laughs> Do you, I mean, I almost feel like I was just out there in the uh, R8 V10, and it, get, it passes pretty quick. <laughs> but I wonder about these hot hatches, you know, when they're in the power and the range of speed that they've got. Uh, is that a strong suit? Do you just survive it? How do you <laughs> deal with that straightaway? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's all about momentum. And, uh, you know, we're going to be obviously coming out of that tight hairpin, um, you know, front wheel drive. So getting on the throttle and, and you know, um, not uh, trying to take too much there, getting the car rotated um, and down that straightaway. Yes, it's, it's a bit of a long stretch, but the car makes, you know, 350 horsepower and it's not that heavy. So we'll be up to some pretty good speeds there. And, um, you know, one thing, uh, you know, it's, Breaking on the braking side, when we get down to the end there, uh, you know, we, uh, we may or may not have, uh, ABS, which, uh, adds another, uh, uh, fun factor in there in terms of, uh, how, how you have to drive it. So, um, uh, there's a fair bit of new and a fair bit of different. And, you know, um, I think, you know, the straightaway will be going by plenty fast and, and we'll be thinking about uh, all the technical side and, and how we can get the most out of the car, um, you know, in, in those sectors. Yeah, no doubt. I can see that, 
you know, those those kind of cars on Circuit of the Americas, yeah, I know that there's Formula One cars and other cars that'll hit 200 miles an hour on that back straight, but it's yeah. still it's still fun at 150, 160 miles an hour. Anything maxed out is fun. <laughs> <laughs> Anything is fun, yeah. You're maxed down flat on the floor, and, and you're using all the revs. You're, you're having a great time. So <laughs> there'll, be, there'll probably be some, a little bit of drafting there, too, I would imagine. So it'll be uh, it'll be good fun close uh, close battles no no question about that. Do you bust out any simulators any <clears throat> any uh, video games or anything like that to get uh get, to get familiar with the tracks ahead of time? Oh, absolutely! I've got a iRacing setup at home that I uh, play. So no, I'm I'm on there and lots of practice and uh, you know try to find the car most suited to uh, you know to to being comparable to what I'll be driving. But it's mostly just. Uh, you know, get the mindset in the right place, and obviously, you don't. You're not utilizing all the same senses, but the visual and the auditory side is uh, is very important, and it, it really does help. So, no, it's uh, absolutely lots of time there, and, and um, leading up to uh, to the race for sure. It's just more laps and more seat time, which is uh, always a good thing. I know iRacing racing is the. Uh that's the standard. I mean, yeah, that that's the one. Absolutely. I'm trying to get my, we spent, my teenage boys on iRacing. Yeah, but, when we used to have one in the studio, we put yeah, our miles on it. Yeah, that's true. Well, well, Mark, um, what, let, i got to ask you this question. We probably asked this last year. It may have changed. Who knows? Uh, I, I'm going to say I have a feeling it probably changed. Uh, but uh, what, what are you driving every day now, Mark? Uh, do you want to know? What, well, today I was driving a snowmobile. And, uh, <laughs> okay, that sounds fun. Snowmobile driving this. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I watch a snowmobile this time of year up here, but... Uh, no, uh, my, my regular car is uh, it's, it's not overly exciting, but it's uh, an Audi Q7, um, which is uh, that'll work. Really, a big tow vehicle to get me around to go play on uh, on fun, fast snowmobiles on the trails up here. So, um, no, today was all about clutch tuning and getting the thing dialed in. So, whether it's uh, driving race car, whatever it is, I'm always driving something. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, now I got to stop because I went over the Great Divide in Colorado on snowmobile. Yeah. And the guy started realizing, oh, you, you must ride. What do you ride that you're riding a snowmobile like that? And I said, motorcycle. I said, not snowmobile by any month. He goes, okay, well, here, get on mine. Well, his was all hot rod and jeez. <laughs> and I asked him what the horsepower was. And he goes, if I recall correctly, it was just shy of 300 horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. And he, he goes, oh, yeah, I race it. And I do this and I do that. And he goes, but I've got set for touring right now and leading these tours. <laughs> Uh, oh wow! I, I like the sound of that. Three hundred horsepower snowmobile. Uh, yeah, no, I'm not quite that high. I'm, I'm still in the two-stroke game, so it's uh, all about lightweight and flipping it around. And then you know, I mean, it's it's funny that obviously the trails here are, are public, so we we're obviously very careful. And um, but it's fun. They're all groomed, and uh, it's kind of a little bit like a racetrack in terms of you know you not you don't know what the next corner is going to be. So it's a great visual exercise even at uh, reasonable speeds and uh <laughs> and uh, you know it's, it's just a real riot so uh playing and tuning and, and trying to get the most out of the out of the, the motor and uh clutching and all that is uh, it's good fun so <laughs> it's uh, a good way to stay sharp um when you're uh, when you're not on track and uh, there's not much of a margin for error so you have to to be quite smart about it but uh, yeah, it's good fun yeah well, Mark, Mark Wilkins, thank you for coming back to Speed City. We look forward to seeing you here at the Pirelli World Challenge, March 23rd through the 25th. And uh, thanks again for coming on the show, buddy. We'll talk to you soon. We'll see you when you get here. Sounds good. Thanks for having me, guys. All righty. Travel safe. All right. We're going to go straight to break. The Speed City Live in Austin, Texas, back after these messages.
Grand Viagusta motorcycles are the epitome of Italian style, precisely crafted with a passion for two-wheel art on wheels. Ducati Austin are the only MV Augusta and Ducati factory authorized technicians in Austin, servicing all European brands. Check the Brutali Sport Naked, the most extreme essential naked bike ever. Or the Turismo Veloce 800, the first revolutionary tourer to be built by MV Augusta. Or if you want a pedigree steeped in racing, then look no further than the World Supersport winning triple F3, 675 and 800. Or go all out for the ultimate legendary F4 MV Augusta. Italian style with Texas soul. Trade-in, consignments welcome and financing available. To Caddy Austin and the home of MV Augusta at 818 Breaker Lane, just east of I-35. Bozing Motor Cars is Central Texas's source for classic performance cars. British, German, Italian, Japanese, and American. Ready for that special car you've always dreamed of? Bozing has you covered. Looking to sell a classic? Let Mosing handle all the details and get that special vehicle in the hands of the right buyer. Visit the showroom at 2420 Westbreaker Lane or call 512-821-9491 or browse the garage online at mosingmotorcars.com. Mosing Motor Cars. Drive yourself happy. Sound off on the news of the day with the Talk Poll. Online at Talk1370.com. Talk1370, the right choice. Jonathan Green, Kevin Schwantz, and the entire Schwantz family would like to wish you a happy birthday, brother. It's an honor to know you. You guys at Speed City do an awesome job. My name is Christina Nelson, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to Speed City, presented by Mosing Motor Cars. Welcome back, Speed City. Les? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Christina Nelson, back in a Porsche also. So, uh, oh, yeah. She's ready to go. I was messaging her with her other, earlier in the week, and she was at the uh, Porsche Center outside of L.A. exploring, I yeah, guess is cool. what it's called. But uh, anyway, hey, MotoGP, bud. Yeah. Uh, starting to get wound up here. They had testing at the Chang International Circuit in Thailand. We've heard Jonathan talk about it. And, uh, you know, things are just getting going. They're really just kind of settling out some bugs, getting some trim set on things. But uh, the thing that honestly drew my attention was all the discussion about the 2019 contracts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> interesting. Guys, you got bikes to get settled. We'll, we'll deal with yeah. contracts later. Yeah. Because you got a whole you, year. You have to wonder if they're not just kind of trolling and yeah. <laughs> getting things going. Well, but there's a uh, reason they call it the silly season. Well, the interesting thing is Valentino Rossi has acknowledged he doesn't know how much longer he'll stick around on the behind the handlebars himself. And so uh, that's really interesting. Yes, 2018 safe, but uh, he's not making any promises beyond that. Huh. He's he's pretty active with his own team. Uh, in raising his own VR46 team. And Man, that's so going to be that's it's going to uh, truly be, you know, you hear this phrase a lot, but the end of an era. I mean, <laughs> Valentino Rossi, there's just been nothing like him. So. Oh, absolutely. He's still going and he's you know still winds up on the podium at this age. In a way, I'm I'm like come on, you still got it. You're still hitting the podium more frequent than a lot of the rest of the grid. Yeah, it's hard to even say it after I mean how well he did even last year, or so, but Yeah. But it, he is, I don't, what is he, 39 now? Something He's like up that? There. Uh, Mark Marquez. Mark Marquez is already playing the game. He didn't even, no, no hops around it. He said, uh, certainly things have been good with Honda, but I have to always be open to talk to other factories. How's that? 
Yeah, that's, to, honestly, that seemed pretty tame, you yeah, know? pretty tame. I'm just surprised he was so blunt and pointed at it. But, uh, you know, the other one, uh, uh, Paulo Chapati is talking about his drivers and uh, his riders. And so that's pretty interesting. Uh, we've got a spot from Paulo that uh, we're going to play here. You know, but, but again, they're focusing on the bike. I think producer's going to get that queued up here in just a second. We're almost out of time. I don't know how much time we've got to play that whole clip, but but uh, but what was the gist of this with Paulo Chibati? Ch- uh, basically, he's pleased with the riders uh, and kind of just said it's too early to really determine. And so uh, he's the head of the Ducati MotoGP team, and so he's he's one of the guys that uh, will just deal with what happens this season. He's got his hands with the new bike that they're sorting out, the Panigale V4. Yeah. He, he's got plenty to work on. Well, we're, we're running out of time. We'll, we'll tweet out a link to that and put it on a Facebook link to that. Sure, it's mm-hmm. actually on the MotoGP. Look, check out their speed oh, yeah. pass. Yeah, check it out. Yeah. All right, well, we're about to wrap it up. Uh, check out, if you want to get tickets to all the uh, Pirelli World Challenge, go to circuitoftheamericas.com. I believe they've got the links there, or if they're not, they're selling them directly there. So, uh, and yeah, looking forward to Bruno Mars at Formula One and uh, Formula One reveals and testing and everything coming up pretty quick. It's about to be Formula One season. Giddy up. All right. Check us out on our website, speedcitybroadcast.com. Check us out all week long on Facebook and Twitter. We'll talk to you next Sunday night right here. Talk Ciao. to you next week. Ciao, y'all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.